This is Awakened Path Radio, giving you the tools to guide you on your spiritual or metaphysical journey. I'm your host, Dr. Candace Nadine Green. Welcome to Inspirational Monday here at Awakened Path Radio. To keep updated on our show and all things Awakened Path, please visit www.awakenedpathonline.com. Again, that's www.awakenedpathonline.com. On to today's show. Today we have with us Reverend Connie L. Habash. I hope I saw that right. Habash who has helped hundreds of students and clients overcome their anxiety and spiritually awaken for the last 25 years. Her experience as a yoga teacher, psychotherapist, and interfaith minister create a transform- transformative synergy of body, mind, heart, and spirit. You can find out about her workshops, retreats, and her Awakening from Anxiety programs on her website, www.awakeningself.com. Welcome to the show, Connie. Thanks so much, Reverend Candice. It's a delight to be here this morning. I hope I didn't butcher your last name too badly. <laughs> oh, no, not at all. Don't worry about it. I'm used to it. It's like, it, whatever works. <laughs> okay, so why don't you tell us about your journey to doing the work that you do today? Well, I would say that goes back to my childhood. Well, you know, what's interesting is that, uh, and I was just writing about this um, uh, on another blog site that I'm guesting on. I, it was never on my radar as a kid to like, be a psychotherapist. I didn't even know what yoga was. I didn't even know what yoga was in college. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, so it wasn't even on my radar. Um, but a lot of synchronicities brought things to me at the right time. But I, what I always have had is a connection to what I call the divine mm, from right. when I was very little. And I was one of those unusual kids that was less interested in what was going on, um, you know, in the popular scene uh, amongst uh, kids in high school. Right. Um, mm. And I was asking more of the questions like, why are we here and what does this all mean and why is there suffering and why am I, do I feel depressed or down or anxious? Um, What is my purpose? What is the meaning of life and what is God and what is beyond life? So I was contemplating these questions from a young age and feeling, you know, felt a real connection to God um, back then. And that was my guiding light through to what I'm doing now. So um, when I went to college, my father got me into, he was very much into the, what was it called back then? Um, the personal growth movement or the yeah, self-improvement movement. It was called the self-improvement movement. Right. He was very much into self-improvement and 
at my, you know, as a teen, I was like, uh, you know, I'd roll my eyes, like, no, dad, I don't want to listen to this positive stinking tape. <laughs> when I got into college, um, just this, I have a 14 year old daughter and I get kind of the same response from her now. But when I was in college, he um, convinced me to take this personal growth workshop with him. And that sort of initiated me on this journey of really um, not just reflecting on life and the universe and everything, but on myself and understanding myself and um, my own path of healing, mm -hmm. which inspired me to major in psychology and decide eventually to take the path of becoming a therapist. And then yoga came along when I was in graduate school. Um, I was uh, here in Northern California where I live. I was just starting graduate school at JFK University in counseling psychology and saw this flyer for a yoga class. And I had heard of yoga and thought, well, that sounds kind of interesting and saw that it just happens to be like a block away. I could just walk down the street and go to this yoga class. What a nice synchronicity that is. Right. And right from the first class, I knew, oh my gosh, I've found something here. I want to be a teacher. Um, so two years later, I was starting to teach yoga classes. And so everything's sort of been a synchronicity. And it was about oh, about 10 years ago now that I kept feeling this call. I had been a psychotherapist for about uh, 15 years, including graduate school and my traineeship. Um, I had been teaching yoga for about that long. Um, but I kept feeling like, you know, I need to really focusing more on the spiritual aspect of things. So that's when I got called to ministry and to become an interfaith minister in 2012. Um, the focus on anxiety really has been a bit more recent, although as I reflect back over the years, almost all of my clients have come to me with anxiety as well as depression. Mm -hmm. um, but in my own journey through working with my own anxiety, mm -hmm. I realized, you know, between what I've done for myself and what I've done for my clients, there's a book that wants to come through about this mm -hmm. and that I see anxiety um, as well as other emotions being um, both a spiritual wake-up call and also a message to come through to awaken us to more of our divine nature and to grow and evolve as human beings. So I approach it with this compassionate embracing of the anxiety rather than trying to get rid of it and mm. push it away. Mm. It's interesting that you just said uh, to embrace anxiety because uh, we hear somewhat, I mean, first of all, anxiety is much more common than we would let on. And, Definitely. And we tend to push it away, push it under the table. Let's pretend that it doesn't exist when in fact it does. And I think that acknowledging it is a great step towards being able to navigate our lives with anxiety because um, it's not good. To, you can't really get rid of it. You can just navigate your life with it, you know, learn how to, um, you know, get through your life and, and live every day. Absolutely. You know, right. a lot of people don't realize that, well, first of all, anxiety can show up as stress, mm -hmm. as overwhelm, as worry. It's, um, it's a, a state of being in elevated fear or worry um, a fair amount of the time. And 
it's a very natural human emotion. We mm-hmm. all have it sometimes. Mm-hmm. And it's just that I think, especially in our current era, it's been exacerbated by mm-hmm. a lot of things. We're constantly inundated by the media and all the terrible, awful things that are happening mm-hmm. in the world and, and things that are truly concerning. And of course, we have you know a political climate right now that's bringing up anxiety for a lot of people. And um, so there's a lot going on. And, and I believe we have more stressors in our lives. We live much faster paced lives than say 100, 200 years ago for sure. Um, and all of this contributes to a lot of stress and overwhelm. And I think, first of all, like you're saying, you know, acknowledging it, mm-hmm. recognizing it, and um, learning how to work with it so that it, so that we're back in the driver's seat of our lives rather than anxiety, worry, stress, overwhelm, fear controlling us. Right. And um, I had. I had something great to say and I lost my train of thought. I'm sorry. <laughs> I think we both have a lot happen of all the time, today. but it happened today. Um, so it's interesting that we talk about anxiety and our environment, our what's going on in the world. I mean, we just had this uh, government shutdown, and I could imagine all of the people who were out of work who did, who weren't who yes. weren't getting paid. I mean, the stress that was caused upon their lives. I mean, sometimes our anxiety, we don't have, we don't have control over what will trigger our anxiety. Imagine not being, uh, living from pay to paycheck anyway, and not being able to pay your mortgage or your rent or grocery shop because you are working. You didn't get fired, but the government shut down and you can't have any money. You don't have any money when you right. that you had all the benefits. This was a great job as a government job because you know, you get those nice health benefits and everything. And then all of a sudden there's no money. So, I mean, we have so much stress and we're always moving and, um, I often, when I talk about meditation to some people, I often get, well, I don't have time to meditate, blah, blah, blah. And, mm-hmm. and I said, well, that's too bad because if you can't take five minutes to meditate, I mean, it could do a lot to alleviate some of the stress that, that you may be encountering on a day-to-day basis. So, I mean, even our, our lives are, are preventing us from from um, actually trying to live less stressful lives based on what we're doing. And that's pretty, pretty sad. Absolutely. And I'm right there with you, Candice, about meditation. It's Mm -hmm. one of the big tools that I use to calm my anxiety. Mm -hmm. And I certainly recommend it to my clients. And I also recognize that meditation is hard. I mean, it's not a natural thing to do. Mm -hmm. And we have a lot of misunderstandings about thinking that we have to completely quiet our thoughts in order to meditate and all of that. that. (laughs) Right. Exactly. Yeah. We have to sit like a pretzel and, you know, um, and so what I work with a lot of people to do, which can be done in any moment Mm. and doesn't have to be with them with eyes closed is practicing presence Mm. where we allow ourselves to drop right into this moment exactly as it is Mm. And really connect with the chair that I'm sitting in, mm. the sensation of my breath, the uh, green leaves that I'm seeing outside of my tree, uh, the temperature in the room without 
engaging in the train of thought that we tend to have where we're evaluating and judging all of that and we're um, ruminating on the past or projecting into the future, which is what usually is perpetuating our anxiety. Mm -hmm. Um, I call it that we have a tendency to think our anxiety and we aren't actually feeling our anxiety Mm -hmm. where we're perpetuating it with these worrisome thoughts. So practicing presence is one of the key things that I help my clients. It's a mindfulness practice Mm. that I help my clients and my students to work with to help them return to that sense of calm and ease within. Now, in terms of our spiritual development, what role does anxiety play in it? Well, I feel that anxiety is calling our attention to something. Um, and it's not always the obvious thing. So we might have anxiety, uh, for example, about climate change right now. I've, I've just responded to um, a uh, query for a blog about that. Mm-hmm. And um, it would be easy for us to get you know, really wound up and wrapped up in mm-hmm. the fear about all of that. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that anxiety might be calling me, for example, to pay attention to, okay, um, if I'm afraid about that happening in the world, is there something else that is more immediate that I'm also feeling anxious about? Mm. Um, and is there, is, am I being called to connect to something deeper within myself in order to respond more effectively to for example, the the climate change crisis, if we want to call it that, um, and be able to help in some way and make a difference. Um, So I could get all wound up in a lot of fear and worry about it, or I could say, all right, what is this calling me to do? Or what is this calling me to access within myself? Maybe it's calling me to connect to something deeper within myself to seek a deeper truth about what's happening or to seek my connection with the divine and pray more or um, find that more calm, centered place within myself rather than drumming up the anxiety so that I can be more effective in responding to my concerns in the world. Mm. Now, what is your, I mean, we know that you deal with a lot of people who are dealing with anxiety, but what is your typical client like, the one who comes to you seeking help? Well, I live in Silicon Valley, mm. so this is a very high-pressure, competitive, busy, fast-paced area, um, a lot more so than many other areas in the country. Um, and so I see a lot of people that are very stressed out, and they're trying to keep up with the pace of everything. It's a very expensive area to live in. So there's a lot of stress and pressure about being able to continue to afford to live here because the cost of living keeps rising here. Um, And I, I attract a lot, obviously um, a lot of spiritual clients and a lot of highly sensitive people. So people that are naturally empathic that pick up, on energy and other people's emotions and can feel what's happening in the world, even viscerally in their bodies. And so I work a lot with helping people create more 
healthy energetic boundaries so that they're not taking on all the suffering and the problems in the world. I work with them on, like I said, practicing presence and really centering and grounding so that they are not um, overwhelmed with everything that they're having to deal with in their life at once. Mm-hmm. They come back to the present moment. Um, and I help them become much more aware of the thoughts that they have that are telling stories to perpetuate their anxiety or their depression or their feeling of overwhelm and help shift that internal dialogue to something that's more helpful and positive and eventually to transcend that dialogue altogether and find more moments of quiet mind. Now, how do you see what you are, how do you see what you're doing as helping to raise the vibration of the universe in general? I know it's a tough question. Yeah, I know. (laughs) It's a deep one. I've been... (laughs) Sitting with that one, like, wow, me raising the... <laughs> well, everything we do is contributing, right? Well, so. absolutely. absolutely. <laughs> but, you know, but that's the, that's the essential point is that everyone is contributing to the, the vibration in the universe. Mm. And so it really is one person at a time. It's, it's me working with my vibration, you working with yours, mm. and reaching out to one person that I'm sitting there with or a group of people that I'm teaching mm. and each of us um, becoming aware of what we're perpetuating by what we think mm. and that we do have, we have a choice. Mm. We may not, like you said earlier, Candace, we may not always have a choice about what happens in mm. life or the circumstances we find ourselves in but we always have a choice as to how to respond. And that goes all the way back to our thinking and what thoughts we choose to believe and invest in um, because we don't have to believe what we think. Yeah. <laughs> we, we, uh, you know, uh, before that comes to someone's awareness, we are automatically just thinking and buying into it. We're not even considering what we, whether we believe it or not. It's mm-hmm. our reality. Mm-hmm. But when we start to create a little bit of distance between ourself, which is that which is watching and observing the thoughts and the emotions and our sensations and our experiences, and the thoughts themselves, which are not who we are. Mm-hmm. There are thoughts that we're having, just like a meal we're having or clothes we're putting on. Right, right. And... Um- When so the, the, when, oh, sorry. I was no, gonna, it's okay. Go ahead. I was going to say, so, you know, we can dramatically change our own lives and we can change the lives of others by changing the, what we think mm-hmm. and um, where we focus our attention. Right. Now, when you um, come into contact with people or people seek you for help, do you ever come across someone who's not, quote unquote, spiritually awakened yet and they're sort of like out there just they know they want help but they're not aware well certainly i do um now i focus on working with people who are spiritually oriented but i all the time come across people that actually even people that don't think of themselves as spiritual Mm -hmm. but i come to find out that they actually are i have Mm -hmm. um a friend she's actually the mother of one of my daughter's good friends um, and we've gotten to know each other a little bit over the years. 
and she considers herself an atheist. Mm. But as I've conversed with her more recently on a deeper level, I come to find out that my definition of spirituality, um, and I imagine you would agree, is not based on religion. It's based on our own Mm -hmm. connection to something greater than ourselves. And that doesn't have to be what we call God or I Mm -hmm. call the divine or spirit. Mm -hmm. That can be the universe. That can be nature. That can be a higher principle like truth or love. And so this um, friend of mine, she's very committed to principles like that. Mm. She's very inspired by, um, by her own growth and by seeking her own inner truth and by service to other people. Those are all higher principles. And so I helped her to see, like, you know what, you're in your own way spiritual as well. And that's an important part of your life. And she hadn't really considered that before. So I when I encounter people like that, I try to assist them in finding what is meaningful to them, what matters to them that they dedicate or devote their lives to, um, that, that gives meaning to their lives and, um, help them to see that, okay, that's cultivating their own spirituality and that's going to help. That's going to be their foundation on which to draw upon when they're having anxiety or depression or times are tough. Mm. And, and it's interesting when you say um, spiritual doesn't necessarily mean religious because I, I come across a lot of people who think that uh, spirituality has to means that you have to buy into a dogma or some kind of religious belief, and it, it's not really the case. So uh, you'll right. find out that there's more people who are spiritual than than they know. It's interesting. Mm-hmm. Now, do you have any upcoming? events, publications, workshops, etc., that you'd like to share with our listeners today? I do. I have a lot of things going on. That's excellent. Um, <laughs> yeah, it is. And I'm, I'm constantly in that state of finding balance between, oh, wow, I feel so inspired to offer these creative things. Yeah. Like, oh, I also need space and I need <laughs> uh, time for my own well-being too. But I have, um, so my big exciting news is that I have a book coming out yeah. um, sometime in the late spring, early summer. And it's called Awakening from Anxiety, Mm. a spiritual guide to living a more calm, confident, and courageous life. So that's being released by Mango Publishing. Um, I don't know the exact date yet, but I have developed a online course based on that called Awakening from Anxiety for anyone going through stress, worry, overwhelm, fear, um, anxiety, of course, but there's, there's lots of different ways that that can show up. Um, it's, a, it's 12 weeks of really diving in deep and working with the material from the book okay. and creating some real potent change in life and developing tools that will um, foster resilience and carry you through anything that comes uh, in any experience that we have in life. So I'm really excited about that. Um, I have um, retreats that I offer quarterly. So I have my spring women's retreat coming up on April 13th. That's here in the Bay Area. And um, I'm going to have another one midsummer in July. And then I have a full weekend retreat. So I, I do one-day retreats um, several times a year. And then I have a full weekend retreat for women in the fall. And, um, and then I have a, a spiritual community I leave here in the Bay Area 
uh, second Friday of every month here in Palo Alto. That's awesome. And how might people find out about your retreats and contact you, enroll, etc.? Yes, um, my website is Awakening Self. That's S is in Sam, E L F is in Frank dot com. And on there, I have um, a number of radio shows I've done. I have my blog and I have articles I've written about yoga philosophy, spirituality, personal and spiritual growth. Um, so there's a lot of resources on there. And they can find out about my upcoming book, my Awakening from Anxiety program. Um, I have actually on there, um, I currently am self-publishing the book and it's mm -hmm. going to be re-released under that new name, but the, the current book is called Calm and Confident. And under there, um, if people click on that, there is a free assessment that people can take if they're wondering, well, like, do I have anxiety? And mm -hmm. is that something that's, you know, mm -hmm. uh, been causing my stress in my mm -hmm. life? They can take that free assessment and then I give them one or two practices or tools to work with um, in order to return to that calm and confident place. So there's a lot of resources on my website. Very good. Well, Connie, it's been a pleasure having you on our show today. Great, Candace. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure as well for me. Thank you. And I encourage you to keep doing the great work that you're doing. Thanks. You're welcome. Joining us on Awakened Path Radio. Please check us out at www.awakenedpathonline.com. I'm your host, Dr. Candice Nadine Green, and you are listening to Awakened Path Radio, giving you tools to guide you on your spiritual or metaphysical journey. Namaste and blessed day.